It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your podcast from. It is a Thursday morning. Yes, the working week is rattling by pretty fast. It is the 27th too for April for 2023, and coming up this morning we have the podcast series which is back again buying Perth property and it seems that many people are doing just that if you look at the weather forecast that we dish out every morning it's not hard to see why people have a preference for Perth because Perth rivals most Australian capital cities in sunshine hours and let's go to Matthew Hughes the founder and managing director of capital Property Advisory, and good morning to you, Matthew. You wouldn't be arguing about the sunshine hours there in Perth, would you? Absolutely not, mate. Perth is fantastic for the weather and uh, and the fact that it's not quite as busy as Sydney and Melbourne. So it's sort of a, a big country town that we like to raise our kids in. Yeah, and even when you say that there's a chance of rain, it's only like a sort of a 30% chance that it's going to actually turn up. Yeah, I think we only get about 20% of our days with rain over here, so it's pretty nice, mate. And let's just go down memory lane this morning, Matthew. I see back in 1988 for Perth, the median house price was $93,000. It was, and it doesn't seem like that long ago for people my age. I bought my first place at 19, which was not that long after that, for around that price point. I guess with the benefit of hindsight and the knowledge I have today, I I really wish I'd held on to it because it's probably worth about $600,000 today. Wow, you started early, 19 years of age. (laughs) So you've no doubt been dealing in quite a few turnovers in property. Yeah, I started out as an investor very early. Um, Didn't move into the industry as a professional until just after turning 30, though. So it was more of a passion than a profession for most of the the first half of my adult life. But since then, it's, uh, yeah, we've done a lot of transactions over the last decade for sure. All right, well, stay there. We will come back to Matthew in just a moment as we talk all things Perth property this morning. Keep updated with the latest real estate news, economist predictions, property sales, or what's trending right now. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, it was interesting finding out that Perth's median house price back in 1988 was $93,000. I can hear people in Sydney this morning saying, but what about us? What was the median price in Sydney back in 1988? Well, I can tell you that the price back in 1988 was $147,000. That was the median price in Sydney. If you're celebrating your birthday for April the 27th for 2023, happy birthday to you. Celebrating alongside you is Ariana Grande. She's turning 29, the American singer. Jenna Coleman, the English actor best known for her role in the British television series Doctor Who. She's turning 37. And Ace Freely from one of my favourite American bands Kiss is turning 72 today. 
Oh, and I see that Frank Abagnale, the famous con artist, Czech forger and imposter who Leonardo DiCaprio played in Steven Spielberg's movie Catch Me If You Can, he is turning 74 today. It's like diving into a treasure trove of real estate gold nuggets just waiting to be explored with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. It's a Thursday, so let's check on your weather in your neighbourhood. In Sydney, there is a chance of rain, but long dry periods today. 24 is your forecast high. Melbourne, a possible shower with 23. Brisbane, a high chance of rain with 25. And look at that. We were talking about the beautiful fine weather in Perth today. Showers to clear 80% chance that uh, you might get a bit of damp stuff today and your top of 20 degrees. Every morning from 6am across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. And talking of property experts, we are talking to one of them this morning, Matthew, who started out buying property at the age of 19. Well, as a real estate expert, Matthew, perhaps provide us a little bit of an update on what is happening with recent developments in the Perth property market. Yeah, so Craig, last time we spoke was just after the last RBA decision. So there was a pause on rates, as we all know, and we've seen a a noticeable uptick in buyer activity, especially in the affordable end of the market since then. The 450,000 up to about 650,000 sort of affordability range is really hot at the moment. It was already running quite well prior to the pause on rates, but it's really kicked up in terms of buyer competition post that we actually walked away from a negotiation on a property the other day at about 450,000. There was 31 offers on the property and that's not something that we're going to tangle with so we moved on to another property but it just gives you an idea of uh, of how hot that market is running at the moment wow yeah that that's great though to have so much interest in a a single property which kind of leads me into this question what about shedding some light on the current state of the high-end suburbs there in perth because just what you said given the lower end of the market is already heating up in sales yeah the luxury end's not quite as hot um it's performing well and there's certainly more demand than there is supply and that has been the case for some time now but it's not um, not quite as competitive at that price point, probably due to the fact that obviously prices that in the luxury market are sort of 1 million plus, 2 million plus, and interest rates have had an impact on that in terms of affecting borrowing capacity. Look, I guess to give you an example of, um, of what's been happening at that end of the market, we recently completed a development ourselves of four luxury townhouses in a suburb called Wembley here. We sold the first one about a year ago at 1.1 million and the buyer had to terminate that contract for personal reasons and we let them out at no charge because it was in our interest to resell it and we actually resold it just before completion for 1.3. So even though it's not the hottest part of the market, we saw a 20% uplift on that one product in a 12-month period, even when the meeting in that suburb had only done 7% over the same time frame. Wow, yeah, okay. So everything is really positive this morning coming out of Perth. And regarding property development, which you've been engaged in that yourself, how active is the new development sector in the Perth market, which is really in dire need? I think we're not overstating it in terms of saying that for fresh stock. 
We're struggling to create enough stock to meet demand. Our population growth is second in the country and possibly would be in the number one spot if it wasn't being bottlenecked by a lack of places for people to live. Our rental market is chronically undersupplied. I know nationally that's a problem, but it seems to be worse in WA at the moment. And the worst thing is there's nothing in the pipeline. So the appetite for construction hasn't returned yet, whether it's single residential home builders, mums and dads, or especially developers, um, to the point where we haven't seen a um, apartment complex of any note come out of the ground for the last seven or eight months. So there is a, a glut in the apartment space and probably will put some upward pressure on pricing on units. Um, but just housing overall, I think we've got the second largest shortfall um, in Australia for new starts of dwellings versus the demand and, and what is required to meet the demand and the population growth. Uh, we're falling short substantially. So that's a problem we're going to have to be wrangling with for the next at least few years. And it is posing a problem. Certainly it's good for landlords and people who are in the market, but people who are coming here or people that are struggling to find a rental, it's becoming a bit of a, a crisis at the moment. Yeah, that is a real problem. And apart from the surge in construction costs following the pandemic, what other factors are contributing to the slowdown in the development activity there? Yeah, I guess there's a bit of a disconnect between the established market and the cost to build new at the moment. And that will change over time. And that's something that we need to see to encourage more developers to start construction. Uh, I guess I'll give you another example here. We I mentioned the Wembley project. We, we have three projects that we have underway at the moment um, under construction that we sign construction contracts for either pre or just post COVID. So at a price point that was much lower than today. And even though we absorb some cost increases throughout and obviously some blown out timeframes, they're still going to be quite financially successful. Um, whereas the fourth project that we're looking at at the moment it is yet to commit to a construction price. The original budget estimate back post-COVID was $4.2 million for that one. That's now ballooned out to $7 million plus. So even with uplift on the other end, which has been substantial, it's a good project, but even with some um, some good uplift on the end product values, um, a blowout of timeframes from 14 months to nearly double that, with coupled with an increase on the interest rates, really erodes profits to the point where you've really got to take a step back and wonder whether the risk reward is still there. So that's, that's the assessment we're doing currently, and it seems to be the assessment that all developers are doing at the moment, and probably falling on the side of it is a little bit too risky and there isn't enough reward for us to kick off construction right now. Yeah, okay. And so, Matthew, in your professional opinion, what advice then would you offer to developers looking to invest into the property market? Or would you be saying maybe you should be avoiding it altogether? What we're suggesting to our clients is um, certainly don't avoid the market altogether. Uh, I would avoid kicking off construction anytime soon. Um, I think it's a good opportunity now to acquire land at today's prices. Slow roll your design and planning process. Take a good 12 months with a tenant in place, giving you some income. And then just constantly monitor the construction headwinds and see what's happening in that space before making a decision to demolish the house and lose your income and start that construction process. Eventually, I think the, the end sales values on the product you're creating will catch up. Um, and when they do, you'll start to see some profit on that site. But um, certainly getting into the market with some urgency and just being patient from a construction perspective is the advice we're giving people at the moment. And before I let you go, 27th of April this morning, we are not too far away from May. What is going to happen with the RBA? Are they going to increase the, the rates? What's happening next month, do you think? 
Good question. Look, we had that discussion yesterday. Uh, one of my, my buyer's agents is a former financial planner and we tend to turn to him for economic advice. And he's thinking there probably will be an increase and maybe another 25 basis points. I'm probably 50-50 looking at the inflation data. It's obviously trending in the right direction. It's just a matter of whether it's trending enough. But I'm just not sure whether continually pulling that lever is going to solve the problem for them. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, especially with the recent scrutiny they've been under. My prediction is is going to be no change. I think that they will just leave this month well alone and then look for the thereafter the following month to see just how those numbers, especially with the lag, you know, catching up. I think I agree with you, but I'm not sure if that's me just trying to be optimistic because that's what I'd like to see happen. <laughs> okay. Well, get optimistic with that sunshine. Great to catch up. And thanks once again for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Have a great day, Craig. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.